One time, I meant to go on a nice little, not quite a vacation even, just to do a, just an afternoon trip. It turned into a whole thing. What happened was, he rented a boat. And his idea was to just spend the afternoon exploring the Chesapeake Bay. So he rented this boat and he was just going around, checking it out, enjoying being on the water. He'd brought a lunch. And yeah, he got there like early in the morning at about 6 a.m. to rent the boat. And the plan was that he was going to return it at 8. This was in the summer, so that was still going to be just dusk then. So he'd have the full day of this boat. And so he brought, you know, brought his breakfast and the lunch and uh, like a, a light dinner. And he's going to take himself out to dinner afterwards. It was going to be a really fun day. He'd really been looking forward to it. Uh, but around, oh, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon or so, he was near this island. And all of a sudden the engine started to sputter. He checked and there was gas. And just to be safe, he pointed himself toward the island. Well, he tried to, you know, try to figure out what was going on. And it was lucky that he did because not too much longer, the whole engine, the whole engine gave a loud bang. Smoke started pouring out of the engine compartment. He was still turning the propeller a little bit. So I held it straight, hoping that he could land it on the beach of the island. I mean, he's an octopus, so it wouldn't have been the end of the world if he didn't make it there, but I figured it would be easier to get uh, his money, his deposit back on the boat if he didn't just abandon the boat. And just barely, the boat pulled in beached up on the sand. No, I hopped up, pulled it in a little further as best as he could. And lucky for Ollie, it was about high tide. So the boat was pretty likely to stay there. So he started taking a look and seeing if he could figure out what was going on. And yeah, there was something wrong with the engine. Well, he has a lot of skills, but he's not a mechanic. Certainly not a boat mechanic. He tried to, the radio. But the radio was dead. The radio sometimes don't get used very often, and I guess they hadn't checked this one. Because, yeah, didn't do anything. Didn't even turn on. Couldn't even listen. Couldn't broadcast. It's nothing. So Ollie was in a bit of a pickle. Here he was on this island in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. He had a pretty good sense of where he was, but wasn't 100% sure because... It was more that he knew where he was going to need to go to go home. He'd been marking the landmarks so that it, when it came time, he could turn around and head home. But you know, he didn't know this island. He didn't really know this area. He was out exploring. That was the whole thing. It was a big island. Um, all I couldn't tell exactly, but 
you know, it was probably a half a mile in diameter. We thought he was probably somewhere still out in like Maryland and Delaware waters. He didn't think he was all the way down in Virginia, but he couldn't really be sure. I said, well, I better figure out what I can, um, what's going on with this island. So he did as best as he could to secure the boat so that it wouldn't drift away in the tide. They felt pretty good about that because it was high tide. And <laughs> was he got a stick and as big a letters as he could figure out he wrote SOS on the island on the beach with the thought that maybe someone would be flying by in a helicopter or something and see it and then from there he decided to go and explore so first he walked all along the beach to see if he could see anything there and didn't find much, some shells, a can. Otherwise, that just beach stuff, you know, seaweeds, whatever. I <clears throat> just looked around to see if there was any other islands or, or shore close by, but there wasn't anything all that close by. You could see some other stuff far off in the distance, and you could probably swim there. But he's not sure he'd be able to find his way back and get the boat, so he was reluctant to abandon the island. So we went back around the other way, and kind of similar. We found an old piece of rope, so we tossed that up onto the higher beach, and thought maybe that could come in handy. And we got to the end of that section of beach, and there wasn't really much else. So we went back and put his can that he found and his length of old rope into the boat. Thought, well, I better go explore the next part, because up from the beach was kind of a woods, not a thick, thick woods, but you know, some trees, some bushes, some undergrowth. So I walked along the edge between the beach and the forest until he saw there was a little trail. He would have called it a deer trail, except that there's very unlikely to be deer on this island. Although there could be, I guess. So he walked up the trail. He walked for a while and it wasn't really, you know, it was a nice little forest. It was very calm and quiet and peaceful there in the forest. The trees above, making sparkly light come down through the leaves and the canopy of the tree. He could hear some birds, you know, tweeting about. So he walked along the trail, just looking to see what he could see. After a while, the trail opened up into a clearing, and there, to all his surprise, was a little hut. It was beaten up from the weather, all they could tell. But it was made of straw and leaves and sticks. It looked, you know, pretty sturdy. All he approached cautiously, because if there was someone living there, he didn't want to disturb them. But as he got closer, he could see into the hut, and, and there was no one inside. So I went in. The hut was well-constructed, so whoever made it must have really known what they were doing, all I thought. And with a little bit of effort, all I was able to straighten the sides up again and do a few little things to fix the hut up, make it stronger and sturdier, because all I thought, maybe if I got stuck here, I might have to live in this hut for a few days. That's all I was doing that. 
he saw a couple of pieces of something shiny off in one section of the hut, sort of near the wall. Well, he went and got a closer look and picked them up and took them outside where the light was good. And he could see that they were two pieces of broken mirror. They weren't very big. They were about... One of them was about the size of a credit card. The other was about the size of a quarter. But a credit card size one, that was pretty good, all I thought. I set that back down. He went back to the boat see what other supplies that he could have. So he had his rope, and he had his can, and he had his mirror. He did have a little bit more food, so he brought that in. And he checked the gas tank, said he had gasoline. And rummaging around, he also had um, some matches. So I grabbed those, those could be useful. Took all, everything but the gasoline, took it back to the hut. I said, well, that's a start. And by now, it's probably the gasoline is on the boat, you know. That's what the engine runs on. So I decided to go explore the woods a little bit more and see if anything else was there. He didn't, there was no explanation for the hut. He wasn't sure. And the trail kind of ended there. It wasn't like the trail kept going. But I sort of walked around in the woods. It wasn't that big of an island. So I figured he wouldn't get lost. And he made his way through, and eventually he got to the other side. And there the woods kind of dropped off. There was about a... I don't know, a four-foot drop uh, right onto kind of a, some rocks and then out into the water. But all right, thought Ollie, that's, that's that, that's the island. He walked around a little bit more and didn't really find a whole lot else. In one section where the, the island kind of curved in, he found some, some bottles and other stuff that are washed up. He went ahead and grabbed those, so they didn't think they'd be all that useful. He went back to his hut, and he sat, and he thought, so I've got a can, I've got some rope, I've got some pieces of mirror. And thought, and thought, and thought, and then he remembered some books that he had read. He said, of all this stuff, probably the only thing useful here is the mirror. So he got the big piece of mirror. And he headed out toward his toward the boat. Then he realized he was hungry. So he went back and he ate some food. That was the last of his food, though. So he thought, all right, let's get this done. Let's get this figured out. He remembered reading in a book that if you're trapped somewhere, you can sometimes signal using a mirror and get the attention of a pilot flying a plane nearby. And that some pilots are even trained to look out for that kind of a thing, to look out for people stranded. That's about all I, uh, all, all I knew. So I had to kind of think about it a little bit. I took his mirror out there on the beach. And at first he tried to see if he could shine it in his own eyes, just reflect the sun off the mirror right into his own face. And we'd kind of gotten the hang of that. He looked at some of the angles, you know, how we had to hold it to get light on him and kind of imagine what it might be to signal up to a plane that was passing by. And as long as figuring that out, he saw a helicopter action, not a plane. 
like it was crossing over the Chesapeake Bay. Maybe it was a military hosp uh, helicopter or a hospital helicopter. Well, I did his best, and he tried to point the mirror kind of at the helicopter, and he wiggled it back and forth. He wiggled it back and forth, and he wasn't sure if it was working. But it was the idea that he had. He tried to kind of imagine the sun bouncing off the mirror and hitting the helicopter. He couldn't be sure it was working. It was very far away. But right when Ollie was about to give up, the helicopter turned, came around, circled by where I thought that for sure he could, the helicopter pilot could see him. And then it kept on going on the way it went. And I thought, well, that's odd. Then I thought about it, and we looked at the helicopter. He could still only sort of see the helicopter, but there were some medical symbols on the helicopter, and he thought, oh, they couldn't stop because they've got somebody in that helicopter who needs to get to a hospital. Well, hopefully they radioed in. And I sat, and he waited. Tried to watch the skies. High up above, he saw an airplane, so we tried to flash at the airplane. But he couldn't tell if anything if they noticed it all, they certainly didn't, you know, change course and land the airplane or anything like that. But about an hour later, Ollie heard another helicopter, and this one sounded like it was lower. He couldn't quite see it, so he figured it might be, must be over in the direction of the woods. So Ollie got his mirror ready so that he could see it if it came, or if he could signal at it. After a minute, the helicopter noise got louder, and over it came, over the, over the trees. And this time, it did stop. It sort of hovered over the, uh, the beach, and went until it could find a spot where it could land, and it landed very carefully on the sand. And out came somebody from the local fire department. I said, sir. I saw your distress signal. You're all right. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I've only been trapped here for, well, uh, about five hours, I guess. Not too bad. I said, all right. Well, good job with the mirror. The helicopter from the hospital. They saw you and called you in. So we called in a favor from the Coast Guard, and uh, we're here to rescue you. I said, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, the radio on the boat's dead, and I don't know, the engine just quit. So I ran aground here, and... I was getting a little worried. I said, well, how we found you. We'll get you back to where you're supposed to be, and I don't know if we have a way to do much about your boat. And the, the guy from the Coast Guard said, no, actually, we can help you with the boat. Um, we can radio it in. Uh, where'd your, what, what marina is it from? And I gave him the information about the marina where he'd rented the boat. The Coast Guard said, yeah, we can, um, we can tell that back to the person that owns it. Yeah, don't worry about that. We'll get that taken care of. Other than you, it's been a slow day. So, in the end, it ended up being a pretty cool day for Ollie because he got to do his boat ride and then he got to explore a desert island and then he got a helicopter ride out of the deal because he loaded up in the helicopter and they tried to fit some 
air protection for him. Wasn't a great fit, but all I could squeeze himself in there. And they picked up and they flew the helicopter all the way back. I like the earmuffs that I wear when I use the power tools. Why do you need those? To protect my ears. Helicopters are loud. When helicopters are actually running, they're very, very loud. Well, they landed, and when they got the helicopter turned off, so all I thanked them profusely for the rescue. And he realized that he still had the mirror with him. I thought, you know, it's going to be a souvenir. If I hadn't found this mirror, I'd have been in a lot of trouble. And that was Ollie and the case of the boating vacation day.